traveling the world searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. From all over the United States, the world, and anywhere there's a horse, that's where we're going to be, of course. Uh, got a great thing going on here uh, this week. Uh, yesterday was the official uh, uh, start of Derby Week, and so we're all excited about that. Um, it's going to really get interesting here over the next few days and until and, uh, next Saturday, a week from Saturday, when they have the Kentucky Derby will run. Um, a lot of uh, good things are happening, you know, with us here at IEN. Uh, we're taking a step further every week, uh, more and more and more. So we're kind of uh, excited. It's a good time of year. We got three-day Rolex coming up in Lexington um, this week. Uh, we've got so many um, different um, events that are going on that we're going to talk to you about over the next hour here. Uh, one of the things is going to be the format of the uh, International Equine Network. Um, on our website, we're starting this out, and hopefully we'll be able to do, do this through radio and television as the days come along. I know we've been talking a lot about it, but we finally have some things um, in place that uh, can make it go. I finally got in a position where I can financially carry this um, this whole project myself, uh, so this is going to be good. And what we're going to do is we're going to have a weekly schedule, and uh, we're going to start out with it on our website and uh It'll go to YouTube, and, of course, we'll always be on BBS um, here when we can work some schedules out, uh, you know, with them. But uh, what we're going to do is on Mondays, uh, we're going to have um, Chuck Wagon and uh, Chucker. Uh, Chuck Wagon is an equestrian um, program that we'll have for uh, how to feed your hungry equestrian crew um, out on the road. Um, it's going to be, uh, we'll feature uh, breakfasts and lunches and, and dinners and um, social gatherings and uh, the whole nine yards on Chuck Wagon. And it's going to be via um, uh, our RV uh, partnership that, that we're getting ready to put together with uh, uh, a company called Camping World. And so that'll be Chuck Wagon. And then um, Chucker will be uh, something that we'll highlight uh, the, the past weekend's uh, uh, polo matches around the world. It's an international program, and we'll have uh, uh, information and we'll have uh, uh, programming on Chucker um, that will be uh, uh, just uh, unbelievable. Um, some of the uh, programs and companies that are that are putting together um, uh, polo events all over the uh, United States and uh, and international are it's great programming. It takes you behind the scenes and it shows you the actual matches. That'll be there, and on Chucker, um, uh, we'll have also a schedule of uh, uh, live uh, polo matches all during the week. Uh, polo's pretty much um, not like uh, anything else uh, in the horse business. Uh, they do play uh, matches during the week and on the weekends, so that's why uh, you know uh, we want to get to Chucker, and that way you can watch some live polo matches during the week and actually find out where you can go to watch a polo match. Um, so that'll be on Mondays. It'll be Chuck Wagon and Chucker on Mondays. On Tuesdays, we're going to have quarter time. And uh, quarter time is about the uh, AQHA and the um, uh, industry, uh, where they're riding and what they're doing. And that'll be both domestic and international that we'll have, uh, you know, on quarter time. Uh, it's just amazing some of the programs and projects that they have um, uh, here 
one quarter time. Uh, and it takes you from the very small um, backyard shows all the way up to the world championships. And that, that's really uh, going to be interesting to see. And, and one of the things that we have here at, uh, at Delray Beach at uh, Sunshine Meadows and, and uh, is um, uh, Brandon Mills and his wife. Uh, Brandon uh, Mills is a, um, um, he retired from the uh, rodeo business, um, done just about everything that you could uh, in the business. His mom and dad are AQHA Hall of Famers, and, and now it seems like that um, his wife is on the road. She'll be going to the World Championships here uh, coming up. I believe it's in June. We're going to find out more about that. And, and on Tuesday we'll have um, more information about uh, what she'll be showing and all like that. And then um, Brandon's just a multi-talented um, a horse person. He, he's, he's a great person. Uh, he's got a lot of things on his plate. And recently we just saw some of his uh, skills as, uh, as a letter person. Uh, he uh, builds uh, saddles, uh, chats. Uh, he does everything that you can imagine in the leather business, and it's top quality. Um, it's just unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it before, and maybe we can get him on and show you some of the things that he's done. And that's um, Brandon Mills, our multi-talented equestrian uh, that we have uh, working with us here. So uh, we'll do that. But it's quarter time, and last, and then on uh, the other program on Tuesday will be Last Call. Um, last Call is uh, a program that uh, we uh, travel the world. Uh, bringing you live uh, equestrian sales uh, of all breeds. Uh, we've come to you from Australia, Europe. Uh, in fact, uh, today we have sales that are coming out of Europe uh, that that were that are live, uh, and, and we have, of course, here in the United States. And you can kind of see uh, where these horses are being sold at, and uh, how much they're being bought for and sold for, and uh, it's just phenomenal. Some of the things that they do, some of these horses, uh, you know, have gone for millions of dollars, and and it's just amazing to to see this and and go behind the scenes and and see how they do at the sales, uh, how why they're bought and how they're bought. Um, it's just a, a great show to watch, and and you don't really have to know anything about them uh, to watch Last Call. Uh, and the exciting thing is is when they go under the hammer and and they're sold. Um, a lot of times I had a lot of people tell me that uh, they'll, sometimes they'll watch the last call show um, and they're with their family and they'll try to pick who's going to sell for the most. And, you know, one friend says, I, I don't know anything about horses, uh, neither do my kids, but we're learning. And they had a contest to see who um, whoever would um, pick the horse that sold for the most. And uh, the one in the family that uh, picked the uh, right horse uh, they would get like um, a treat, an ice cream treat or, you know, a pizza party or something. And so they kind of made a family thing out of it, and they're learning more and more about the horses, uh, you know, as they go. And uh, they first started out uh, with, uh, you know, just picking a number and saying this is maybe what they'd sell for. And now they're getting to be educated a little bit, and they're getting a little more um uh, you know, correct with their, their guesses that they're making. So that, that's really good. That's last call, and that's on Chuck at quarter time, and last call on Tuesdays on IEN. Uh, we go to Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday is kind of the middle of the week uh, kind of thing. Uh, we'll reflect on uh, and, and go back on 
the results from the quest for equine gold. It's about the show horse industry and who was showing and where they were showing and, and who did what and, uh, you know, and all the results that uh, we can um, on uh, quest for equine gold on Wednesday and where the next show is going to be at, um, you know, for the following weekend. That's what I like about the middle of the week. It kind of gives us um, uh, a chance to uh, go back to the past weekend and go forward to the next weekend. And uh, we'll know who's riding and who's winning and who's going to ride and who's going to win. So that's a great show there, Uh, Quest for Equine Gold. that has everything to do with the uh, show horse industry. Uh, And so that's exciting to see. Um, Now we have on Wednesday also 0 to 10 which, again, is a part of the show horse industry. And Zero to Ten uh, was named, um, we named that program Zero to Ten because that's exactly how you score points uh, for dressage competitions. Uh, so we try to make a little bit, uh, each show have a little uh, meaning to the name of it. And a Zero to Ten was perfect for this because it's all about dressage. And dressage is a beautiful sport um, where the horses dance to music. And it's just unbelievable, uh, some of these horses, the things that they do and how they do it. Uh, it's very pleasing to the eye, and it's very exciting to watch. Um, you see uh, uh, horses dancing to music, and you, you just don't know how they do it. But they do it. And, it's acquired, and the thing about dressage is it's an acquired uh, discipline, uh, meaning that uh, it's not like a thoroughbred or a standard bred or a quarter horse. You have to teach the horse how to dance to the music. It's completely uh, out of their, um, uh, it's a learned discipline, as they say. And so it's going to be interesting to see. And we'll go behind the scenes and see how they're taught from uh, the time they start till the time they uh, get to the uh, to the ring. So that's a question for the equine goal and zero to ten on Wednesdays. And then on Thursdays, which is today, uh, we have um, At The Wire. Uh, at The Wire is uh, about the thoroughbred industry, and we go all across uh, the country and all across the world uh, talking about horse racing, thoroughbred horse racing. Um, like today, for example, um, on uh, At The Wire, we have Racing Across America, and it's a great uh, program put on by the Naira people and, and uh in New York, and uh, we go all across the, the country from Kingland to uh, Belmont, uh, you name it, uh, you know, they're there. Uh, that's um, uh, America's Racing, uh, Day at the Races is what, what it's called, America's Day at the Races. And uh, today's opening day at Belmont Park, uh, post times in five minutes for race one at Belmont. Uh, they've got a good crowd, good weather, uh, so, you know, it's uh, time to, uh, uh, you know, see what they have. Um, then we'll go to Keeneland and they'll go to uh, uh, Santa Anita, you name it. Uh, where If they're racing in this country, they'll be there. It's America Today at the Races at the Wire. And um, at the Wire, uh, we get into pretty good because that's that's the sport that I came out of and know it inside and out. And we're going to have some good conversations about uh, at the Wire. And then my second um, uh, love uh, that I have, uh, and I got into it by accident about, uh, oh, geez, it's been 20 years ago. Um, it was a guy by the name of Steve Wolf. He was working at, um, Freehold Raceway in New Jersey. And, uh, it was a fantastic track. And 
Freehold had the name Flying Turns because of the turns. Um, they were big sweeping turns, and uh, the horses would fly through it, and, and that's where they make their moves. And um, you know, it, it was just it, it got to nickname Flying Turns, and so that's what our our standard bread show is named Flying Turns. Um, we go behind the scenes of the uh, standard bread industry. Um, we go to the sales. Um, we talk to the trainers. Uh, we put you in, in the right uh, position to learn anything that you need to know. We put all kinds of links in there, uh, like to the, US, the United States Trotting Association, the USTA. Uh, a fantastic website. Um, it educates you. It tells you anything and everything you need to know about the standard bread industry. Um, who's racing where, uh, results. Uh, it, it's a great, great website to go and take a look at, um, you know, just to get information uh, that they have there. Uh, that's um, the United States Trotting Association, and um, that's on our program in uh, Flying Turns. So with that to wire and Flying Turns, and as we uh, have said in all our programming that we do here on IEM, we are a distribution outlet. What we like to do is connect our equestrians uh, to the right links. Uh, for example, um, like um, uh, Chucker, our polo show, um, we, we give you a direct link to Chucker TV, and you can click on Chucker TV and watch polo everywhere. Uh, last call, uh, you can click on to any of the, uh, the sales, the FASIC, Tipton, the OBS, the Ocala Breeder Sale, um, the Keeneland sales, uh, Tattersalls in Europe, golf in Europe. Um, you click right on, and it takes you right to them. Uh, same thing with Quest for Equine Gold. Um, they have uh, FEI and USEF and all, all the different associations that go along with the uh, uh, show horse industry. Uh, zero to ten takes you right uh, directly to the Dressage um, uh, Federation. Uh, at the wire, Oh man, it's just endless on the, on the ones you can go to at the wire. You can go to all your favorite racetracks. You can make one click. You can watch them live. Um, it's just a great avenue to get you there. Uh, same thing with flying turns and USTA, uh, to do that. And that's what we're about here at IEM. Well, we're, uh, a program or a website, uh, that is goal is to get distribution of all and every equine uh, uh, country in the world, uh, all the associations, um, all the shows, all the racing, uh, movies, uh, you name it, uh, we, we have it. And you'll just be one click away. We're like a, a, like, we'll be like the yellow pages for the horse industry. Um, our goal is to become uh, the largest uh, distribution uh, outlet for uh, connecting you um, the equestrian or the non-equestrian to anything equally. Uh, you know, that, that's one of our goals that we're trying to do here. And so that, that's our um, Monday through uh, Thursday show. And Friday we have a, a weekend, a, a weekly review, and we have a preview. Uh, we go back over what's all gone on, on, on during the week and uh, all of our programming. And then we have a pre preview of what's coming up that weekend and all next week. So uh, that, that's our Friday show. And we also have the International Equine Report to where we'll get into more things like the, the economic impact of the horse industry um, on a state-by-state, country-by-country uh, level. Uh, we get into uh, 
um, veterinarian uh, uh, programming uh, and international equine report, uh, feed companies, transportation companies. Uh, we try to highlight something different every weekend on Friday in the international equine report to uh, let you know what's going on in, in something other than the competitive edge of, of the industry, um, more how, how they do what they do. And then Saturdays and Sundays are always live for us. Uh, we'll always be live on um, on our uh, IENTV.org. Uh, you'll be able to come in and see a lot of different things live, uh, you know, that we're doing and, and, and go from there. And for example, like live programming that we have on this week, if you go to um, intv.org um, every morning at 7 o'clock up through uh, until the Kentucky Derby, um, we have what they call the morning works. Uh, it's about the, all the horses that are running in the Kentucky Derby and the Kentucky Oaks, and it's a live program, uh, live from Churchill Downs, and uh, um, it shows all the horses that are working and getting prepared for uh, the Kentucky Derby on uh, May the 7th. Um, so that, that's what we're trying to do there is get you in contact with where it's at and what's going on. So, uh, um, that's our uh, live shows on every morning, seven o'clock. Uh, it's, uh, uh, called the morning works live from Churchill Downs. Uh, it'll be on, on our site. Just go on there, click on to it, open up the uh, link and uh, you can watch it live and see the interviews and, and, and help you get a, a derby pick for uh, this year's Kentucky Derby. That's, that's on our Saturday and Sunday programs that we have. And we'll have other things on there that go along with our other things that will be live on uh, Saturday uh, and Sundays. Uh, one of the things that we'll have um, live this week uh, on our, on our uh, programming is uh, the provincial schedule for the Land Rover Kentucky three-day uh, eventing competition in Lexington, Kentucky at the Horse Park. Um, it's a fantastic uh, uh, an event. Uh, they get hundreds of thousands of people that go to it. Uh, one of the things that um, uh, when you go to it, and, and I suggest that you go take the family and spend a couple of days there. Um, and when you go there, you go to the information booth, and they tell you uh, exactly about uh, ticket pricing and what's available. Uh, they tell you where it's at and how, and you know uh, a little bit about it. You get a good program there. And when you get that program, you can also pay. Uh, a small fee and get a headset uh, like they do for NASCAR and you put the headset on turn it on and you literally can walk through the park and whenever you're walking through the park it'll tell you you know that you're uh, at the cross country course uh, you know the cross country uh, uh, person on, on uh, the course now is uh, Ian Millar um, and they tell you the name of the horse and where he's at and it's great because you can never get lost with those headsets uh, you're always there, and, and they tell you where you're at. And as you walk through the the, the, the sites, uh, it'll tell you you're in the Grand Prix ring. Uh, you know that um, uh, you might uh, be in there, and and uh, you have uh, um, you know uh, John uh, Wilson is in the uh, uh, you know uh, Grand Prix arena, and so uh, you know they have that there uh, for you to do. There's just so much there that they can do for you. You know, and that's when you come in and you go to the uh, information booth and they, and they tell you, you know, that that's what's going on, you know, with it. Um, and But the, the Land Rover three-day event, uh, and it started yesterday, and at 1 p.m. they had the, uh, the cross-country course is open to the public. 
and uh, you can go out there and take a look at it and see what all is going on. And, uh, you know, you can see, uh, uh, get all the information, and, and it's a great thing. Um, then that's at 1 p.m. on yesterday. And then they had the first horse inspection at 3 p.m. And then the, com- uh, the competitor uh, uh, familiarization, uh, familiarization of the competitor arena at the Rolex Stadium was there, and that, that was from 3.30 to 6. Uh, today, the gates opened at 7 a.m. At 7.15, the hospitality tents opened where you could uh, um, check on all the tickets and, and get all the information that you need to know. And then um, at 7.30 a.m., they had the uh, dressage test ride in the Rolex Stadium. And then at 8 a.m., they had the dressage um, test begins in the Rolex Stadium. And then at 8 a.m., uh, the sponsor village, uh, the hill, and the trade fair open up at uh, 8, 8 o'clock in the morning. So uh, that, that's a, a real good, heavy uh, day, and that was only just a part of it. Uh, open it up. Uh, at twelve thirty, they had another test ride in the dressage uh, in the Rolex Stadium for dressage. Uh, One p.m. to five thirty p.m., they had dressage test that started at the Rolex Stadium. Uh, five forty-five to seven thirty, they had arena for modernization in the Rolex Stadium, and then six thirty to nine, they had a uh, uh, charity event uh, at uh, uh, at the Horse Park Big Barn that they do to uh, drive. Uh, uh, for different things, you know, uh, that are worthy of, of um, you know, assistance from the horse industry. Uh, tomorrow morning, um, same thing again, 7 a.m., the gates open, hospitality tents open at 7.30 a.m., uh, the sponsor village, uh, uh, they open at 8 o'clock, uh, they start the dressage test, uh, and then at 11 a.m., they have the uh, uh, Kentucky Invitational Jog um, then they have 12:30 dressage test again. Then noon they have um, champions live at the Walnut Ring. Um, then 1:30 they have uh, at the Walnut Ring they have demonstrations and exhibitions. Um, at 1:30 they have a pair of show jumping at the Walnut Ring. Uh, they have um, at 2:30 the retired uh, racehorse project at the Walnut Ring. Um, 6 p.m. they have the Grand Prix hospitality tents open. 7 p.m. The Kentucky Invitational, the $37,000 event, um, welcomes the Speed Cup. Uh, it's a Rolex Stadium, uh, so that's at 7 p.m. So it's an exciting day, you know, Thursday, uh, today, and tomorrow. And then Saturday, they really amp things up. Uh, again, everything starts basically at 7 a.m. Um, they have the hospitality tents get open. Uh, then they have the cross-country test, um, Sponsors Village, the Hill, and Trade uh, fair open, uh, and the, and the, um, all the vendors open up then, uh, that's at 7.30 a.m. also. Um, at noon, the Invitational, the course walk, uh, at the Rolex Stadium, uh, they have the cross country test followed, uh, at 12.50, 2.30, demonstrations and ex- exhibitions, um, you know, pretty much the same thing as the Friday show. And so that's, um, you know, that, uh, that's interesting to see because it educates you. Uh, you get to see all these different things that come up. And then on May 1st, uh, which is Sunday, uh, they have um, gates open at um, 7 a.m. 7.15, they have non-denominational worship service at the pavilion between the Stone Lee and Claiborne Rings. Um, that, that is really a, a great way to start your day off. Um, they cover all different uh, religions and, and 
you know, it's an equestrian church that uh, has to be attended to. It should be attended to and seen. It's just great what they do there. Um, and they have uh, 9.30, they have the jumping course opens, and then they have the open ceremony and presentation of uh, official flags at the Rolex Stadium. Uh, the jumping test um, uh, starts at the Rolex Stadium at 11. Uh, it goes right on three uh, up to 3.30. They drive the course, and then the second group it starts at 3.45, and then uh, at 4.45, they have the presentations at the wards in the Rolex Stadium. And so it's kind of a, a great week, you know, to go there because it takes you around to everything that you want to see, everything you want to do there at uh, uh, Rolex, the three-day Rolex. It's uh, three, or, three or four days of just excitement. Uh, you get up close and see the people, uh, see the horses, and you get real close to them. And it's just it's really a great, great thing to, uh, to go see. Uh, you know, uh, when, especially when you get there to see the, the Rolex uh, uh, classes. Um, on Saturday, uh, the Grand Prix is a $225,000 uh, um, an event. Uh, it's a lot of money and a lot of uh, uh, good people from all over the world will be there uh, to see, uh, uh, to participate in the three-day event. Um, they, they got a hospitality tent. It has just a little bit of everything. It's a ringside tent overlooking uh, the arena. Um, they have uh, all size tables from uh, two people to eight to single uh, positions there. Uh, you'll find all that out when uh, you get there at the hospitality tent. So that's at the Kentucky Horse Park uh, this weekend. Um, then on, on uh, to move on to uh, North Carolina, we have Tryon uh uh, has their um, uh, a show that just, uh, who had ever thought you'd see this at a, um, uh, a horse event. It's a Tryon Resort in uh, Tryon, North Carolina. It's April 30th. It's the second annual Carolina Motor Show presented by Stanley Staley's de- Detailing. And uh, you'll see any and every kind of car there, automobile there. Um, it, it's... Uh, <laughs> They got cars, trucks, motorcycles. Uh, they got food. They got uh, fun for the family, for the kids of all ages. A massive car show on April the 30th, and it's free. It's free to attend. And that's what we keep trying to tell you here. And if you get involved in the, the uh, um, uh, equine business, uh, there's a lot of things you can go see. You can go see, uh, uh, you know, the sales free. You can go see... Uh, uh, polo free. Uh, there's just so many things you can go see that are free. It's just, um, you know, incredible and a good way for the family and everybody to get together, you know, uh, there. But at the car show, it's 9 a.m. to noon. Um, they have restaurants, shopping, and more all day long. Uh, the boutiques, uh, they have their local crafts, fine art. Uh, the promenade at Tryon Resort features uh, uh, fashion must-have, delicious treats, equestrian vendors, and many um, uh, uh, boutiques that have any and everything that you can think of other than uh, uh, equestrian things. Uh, no tell what you'll find there. Uh, the main concourse uh, there, uh, from dinner to organic and local favorites, Italian cuisine, grab-and-go meals, and more. Uh, grab uh, sushi to go and enjoy one of the many picnic tables and umbrellas uh, that they have located on the property. Uh, it's just... Uh, uh, simple, simple, simple.
something to see. It's something to see. Grab you a milkshake and uh, go see the cars and and uh, just enjoy it with the family. Uh, those are the kind of things that uh, you can do at some of these equestrian events. Um, then when now that we're starting, you know, the ten days of Derby, we're we'll start talking about uh, Derby items here. Um, one of the things that I suggest that you can do, and you can go year round to it. It kind of gives you the insight of what uh, the Kentucky Derby is about uh, and, and what it has been and what it's going to be. Uh, it's just a, a great place to go. Um, it, it's the Kentucky Derby Museum located at Churchill Downs. Uh, this place is just uh, it, it's just amazing, the things that they can do and the technology that they have. Um, the Twin Spires, for example, will tell you about that. Uh, the Garland and Roses that tell you about the mint julep, uh, the fashion, and, uh, and of course, uh, uh, the horses. Uh, many people um, know and love the Kentucky Derby, but how did it become the beloved and the world-renowned race that it is today? Kentucky Derby Museum answers that question in the newest permanent exhibit. Uh, this, uh, this is the Kentucky Derby presented by Kroger now open to the public. You see, that, that just goes to show you about the horseman business. Uh, Kroger, a grocery store, uh, they're all over all over the country, and, uh, and they come uh, to sponsor it because they believe that um, education of the people is a fantastic thing to do, um, you know, for the horse business. And, and they help a lot of uh, uh, the horse industry uh, by sponsoring, uh, you know, from Kroger's. Uh, the exhibit takes guests through five main facts of the Kentucky Derby history. Um, history, culture, spectacle, economic impact, and tradition. And, and again, uh, uh, you know, we can't emphasize enough uh, to our listeners and to the people that are involved in the business, the economic impact that um, the horse business has to a local community, uh, no matter what sport it is, whether it's horse racing, show horses, uh, sales, uh, you know, backyard pony shows. Um, the economic impact that uh, it brings to the community is just unbelievable um, because uh, the horsemen that come in, um, they're the ones that are rent uh, and buy houses, uh, apartments. Uh, they go to the Kroger's. They go to the Walmarts. Uh, they get gas. They go to the hospital. They go to the school. Um, you know, you name it, and they... they uh, and literally touch every uh, aspect of, of your community in an economic, uh, positive uh, tradition. Um, so it's just unbelievable. Uh, in the museum, um, they have artifacts, pictures, touch screens. Um, the, this exhibit will answer questions, including. And what I like about um, uh, the touch screen there is you can go and just literally uh, they uh, answer any and every question that you might have. Um, for example, who started the Kentucky Derby and why? How did the Kentucky Derby become a media sensation? How many millions of dollars flow through the city and the state due to the Kentucky Derby? Uh, from the mint julep to the solid gold trophy to the twin spires and the garland of roses, how did these traditions become icons of the Kentucky Derby? Well, I can tell you one thing about the, the, uh, uh, the garland of roses that they put across the, the winter of the Kentucky Derby. Um, you go over to Kroger's, that's where they make it. They, they make it there in Louisville. Uh, the Garland of Roses is made at Kroger's Grocery Store 
in Louisville, Kentucky. It's all handmade, and they start a few days before the Derby. They start making it, and the public can literally go to Kroger's and watch them making the, um, uh, you know, the Guard on the Roses. And that's one of the things that, uh, you know, you learn there at the museum. Uh, that, that's just uh, really a great thing to see. Uh, you can go over and you can see the, the Kentucky Derby trophy. Uh, you can see who won the, uh, all the Kentucky Derbies in the past. Uh, it's just unbelievable. Uh, the visual focal points of the exhibit include a replica of the trench fires that's been suspended from the ceiling, designed off the original blueprints of the famed twin spires. Uh, they are completed with a working light and can change colors just as they do in the real twin spires. Uh, the covenant garland of roses hangs from the ceiling, bursting into petals and that spray over the exhibit to give the guests a new way to see uh, the prize blanket. Um, the museum curators work closely with Kroger's to master floral designs to create a replica. A uh, video monitor within the exhibit shows the floral designers handcrafting the authentic 40-pound uh, masterpiece each year. Uh, 40 pounds for that garlic, uh, garland of roses. Uh, it's just uh, unbelievable to go take a look at. Uh, thousands of people from all over the globe visit the Kentucky Museum, Derby Museum each year. Many of them uh, ask our tour guides what makes the Kentucky Derby uh, what it is. It's a complex question because there's no single answer for it. Uh, this is the Kentucky Derby. Uh, gives visitors the space and time to explore how to run. The Run for the Roses became the greatest horse race in the world, says Patrick Armstrong, president and CEO of the museum. And so basically what we're saying is, is that when you go into the Kentucky Derby Museum, they'll answer any and all questions that you have regarding, uh, you know, the Kentucky Derby and, and horse racing. But the thing that I like about it is, is that at the end of your question and answer sessions with the uh, uh, people in the museum, the final answer is what made the Kentucky Derby so great is up to you. It can be a lot of things to many different people. You know, um, maybe you attended the uh, uh, Derby one time and then you've watched it on TV ever since. Maybe that's what uh, makes you uh, believe that it's the greatest uh, race of all times. Uh, maybe you went as a kid and got involved in the business and, and you look forward to that every year. But the final uh, answer to the question is is uh, that it's up to the, each individual that uh, uh, you know, that goes to the Kentucky Derby Museum. Uh, you know, it's just uh, really unbelievable uh, to see something like that. Um, you know, I, I just think it's a great place to go. You'll enjoy it, and so will all the family, uh, you know, to, to go to the Kentucky Derby Museum. And that's open uh, year-round. Uh, that's one of the things that you can remember. It's open year-round. Go see it, uh, the Kentucky Derby. Um, we got the Kentucky Derby Festival. Um, which is approximately 10 days long. Um, it's just uh, something that's just uh, really good to go see. Uh, it's all across the city of Louisville. Um, they have the Pegasus Parade is on Sunday, May the 1st. Uh, it's down on West Broadway and Campbell Street there in Louisville. Um, it's, uh, it's like the Tournament of Roses Parade. Uh, it's, it's a good one. It starts at 3 p.m. Um, in downtown Louisville, West Broadway and Campbell Street. Uh, there. 
they have the Kentucky Derby Steamboat Race, um, which is May 2nd. Um, it's the Bell of Louisville. Um, it starts at 11 a.m., and uh, they usually um, uh, go against the Delta Queen from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, they're two uh, historic uh, paddle wheel boats, and uh, they, um, they race up the uh, Ohio River north, and then they turn around and they come back and they finish under the uh, I-65 bridge that goes over into Indiana there in downtown Louisville. Um, that's, it starts at 11 a.m. on Monday, May 2nd. Um, Kentucky Proud Derby Festival Wine Fest. Everybody likes this. Everybody likes this. It starts on Tuesday, May the 3rd, and uh, it's, it starts at 5 p.m. And the thing, what I like about it, um, you got the wine festival, uh, the wine, um, you know, tasting in the wine festival, and it's at Slugger Field. <laughs> what a name for a wine festival at Slugger Field. It's where uh, the Louisville uh, bass baseball team pl- uh, plays their games at. Uh, so that's really good. Um, they have the waterfront VIP viewing, uh, Kentucky, uh, uh, festival sponsored by Kroger's. Um, it's, uh, it's really great, uh, uh, section there. That starts at 8 p.m. at the waterfront down on Louisville, uh, in, in Louisville there. Um, they had the, uh, like I said, they got the, uh, finals of the steamboat race on, uh, May the 4th. That's the Bella Louisville. Uh, that, that would be at, um, Start at uh, 4:30 p.m. Uh, they have Day at the Downs, Kentucky, sponsored by the Kentucky and Honda dealers. Uh, that's 11:30 a.m., uh, which is really uh, you know a, a good time to go see Churchill. Uh, it's just uh, a great thing to see. Uh, you name it, they got it there. Uh, they have Thunder Over Louisville, which is one of the largest fireworks shows in the world uh, that you can go see. Uh, it's uh, really something uh, to see in itself. Um, uh, just, they, they got everything. It's Derby Week. It's ten days of festival. Uh, there's just so many things there that I can't can't even begin to tell you. You know what it is. And then uh, now we're going to get directly right into the Kentucky Derby. Uh, on Sunday and Monday, uh, May first, at six thirty a.m. to eight thirty a.m. a.m. We have Dawn at the Downs. And you can go out and you can watch the Kentucky uh, Oaks and the Kentucky Derby uh, contenders uh, do their morning workouts. Um, Dawn at the Downs, I, I like it. It's a popular tradition uh, for both Will Williams and visitors, giving the Kentucky Derby fans the opportunity to see contenders train uh, for the big race while listening to expert commentary. Uh, listen as the horses are announced on the track and evaluated on their workouts. Uh, discussion on our past performance and provide insight to the Kentucky Derby and Kentucky Oaks races. Um, that's really a, a great uh, a thing to go see uh, what they have there. Uh, you know, you, you're out there. Uh, uh, it's certainly crowded, but uh, you know, you're you're right up next to it. Uh, some of the um, uh, pony lead ponies and some of the outriders are bringing the horses up there. The kids can pet them. Uh, you can get up close and personal and have your picture and do a selfie with them. Uh, they're really great. And, and, but this is my favorite part of it, um, and which it always will be. Uh, this is what makes Derby for me. It's done at the Downs, and they've got a great breakfast. They've got scrambled eggs, uh, farm fresh eggs, smoked bacon, country sausage patties, hash browns, casserole, buttermilk biscuits. 
for the sweet tooth. They've got fruit salad. Um, they've got individual pastries and Belgian waffles. And then naturally they've got the coffee and iced tea and, and uh, water and that, you know, that type of thing. But that's um, a dawn at the downs. And, and that's something that uh, you need to go out and see. Um, you know, it's something good for the family. You can walk around Churchill and see the Twin Spires and see the horses out on the track and talk to the people that actually work with the horses. And um, so that's what, uh, you know, uh, which is really good. Uh, when you do that and you get finished with that, then you can go over to uh, the Kentucky Derby Museum and take a tour through it and make, make a whole day of it. So, uh, you know, that, that's really uh, something that's going to be good. Um, one, one of the uh, things that um, I, I've, uh, over the years, have educated myself on is um, the Road to the Kentucky Derby, and we've got a program called How They Get There, and that's on our website. Uh, it takes you through the stages of how horses get to the uh, to the Kentucky Derby on intv.org. Uh, it's how they get there. Uh, just click on to it, and it'll tell you about the farm and the owners. Uh, you click on to uh, about the trainers, Todd Pletcher, that uh, we've highlighted there, feed, everything, you name it. And then all, all those things get the horse to the Kentucky Derby. You know. But um, one of the things that I found out uh, over the years is I like to do is uh, they've, they've got a point system to get a horse into the Kentucky Derby. And to get that horse in the Kentucky Derby, you got to run a series of uh, 31 different races that they have uh, that uh, accumulate points. And uh, once you accumulate enough points, then you get, you qualify for the Kentucky Derby. And so this year, um, the bottom line on uh, getting a horse into the Kentucky Derby uh, was uh, 40. Um, it's 40 points. Um, that's that's where, uh, you know, if you got 40 points, you're almost assured a spot in the Derby. And so I kind of look at that, and, and um, this year, like uh, Epic Center is, our Epic Center is um, the horse that's at the top of the list, and he ended up with 164 points, which is telling you that he ran in uh, quite a few big races and won quite a few big races in order to get those 164 points. So um, the trainer, Steve Asmussen, uh, he's not shy about running horses in big races, and he doesn't run them unless he thinks he can win them. And evidently, uh, you know, the plan that he had for uh, Epicenter was uh, was good. Um, Epicenter uh, had 164 points, uh, non-restricted stakes earnings of $940,000, and then uh, total career earnings of uh, 1110000 Sorry about that. And so that's uh, what he did with uh, with his, uh, his with Epicenter. And then you come down there, Zandon, uh, for Chad Brown. He's got 114 points, um, total earnings of 713,000. Uh, White Abario has uh, got 112 points, uh, 823,000. Uh, now, White Abario, he struggled in some of his races, um, that, uh, he ran in. Um, it, it was tough on him. He had a rough go. Uh, Modonigal, uh, for Todd Pletcher, 112 points with a, 621,000 um, in uh, total earnings. And th- this horse is an unusual horse. He's very lightly raced, but every time that he's ran, he's proven uh, uh, that he's quality, and he's always uh, took a step forward. 
but like I said, he's lightly raced and he's always taken a step forward. And that's something you don't see in, in the top four, uh, five horses, uh, down other than Modonigo, uh, taking that step forward. Um, we have, uh, Tez de Bomb. He's got 110 points. He's got a million forty-four thousand dollars in total earnings, uh, trained by Kenny McPete. Um, he's a nice horse, but he ran a lot to get, uh, to get his, uh, his points, you know, uh, started there. Um, and then as you go down through, through the, uh, uh, the list of the top 20 horses, uh, you can just kind of see, you know, where they went. Uh, uh, some of them are, are, are kind of questionable, you know, uh, they got into a race, uh, that had derby points and was he the best of a bunch of bad horses? Yes, he was. And that's how he, uh, they got their points. And I'm not going to identify any of those horses, but I'm just saying. Uh, you know, uh, they, they, the trainers picked the right spots, did get a, a stake win with them, uh, made money for the owners. But as far as the Derby's concerned, you know, it's, uh, it's going to prove a little different there with them. Um, so we, we were really interested in seeing, you know, what happened, you know, with a lot of these horses. Uh, one of the horses that, um, that I think that is, is, uh, really going to show up at the races. And I, I'm telling you, uh, this horse is, is just really uh, something different right now. He's got 100 points. Um, he comes out of Japan. He's got $734,000 in total career earnings. It's Crown Pride. Uh, Crown Pride is, uh, uh, I tell you, he, he's unique. Uh, he is getting close to what, uh, uh, what the Japanese have been trying to do for quite a few years now. Uh, and let's get a horse into the Kentucky Derby, not only in it, but now to win it. And so, uh, I, I was kind of excited about seeing this horse, uh, come in and, uh, see what he's going to do. Uh, they had him out there at, um, uh, Churchill the other day. They took him to the gate for schooling. Every day he's been going over to the gate, going to the paddock. Now they do have, they do go to the gate in, uh, in Japan, but it's a little different. Um, here in the United States, whenever a horse breaks from a the gate, there's a bell that goes off. And they don't have that in, in, in Japan. Um, and so that kind of stream, uh, the first day he went to the gate over there, uh, he breaks out of the gate and he made a sharp left hand turn over to the rail. And so, you know, he, he was, it was all new to him, but he's gotten better since then and they're schooling him every day. But, um, it, you know, if he gets, if he were in the gate, and uh, he were out in the 10 hole or, you know, somewhere out, you know, five or out. And he makes a sharp right, left-hand turn. He's going down to the rail. He's going to take a lot of horses out with him. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how he is affected by this 20-horse field. And uh, like I was saying before, all the horses, you know, earn their points to get there. Uh, there are races that are good races. Uh, to qualify you to get there. Some of them made it with very few points to get into the Derby. Others made it with a lot of points to get into the Derby. But um, the whole long and short of it is, is uh, all that's behind you. That's all behind you. The first Saturday in May, when you go in there, every horse has got a shot in making it, uh, winning the Derby. Um, the most important thing that these horses have done to date is get into the Kentucky Derby. The next important, most important thing they're going to have to do 
is negotiate the break from the gate and, and the derby. You're looking at a 20 horse field. Uh, some might break slow, some might break, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, and come out of the uh, gate, go one way or the other. Uh, they might come out fast, they might come out slow. Um, with the adrenaline pumping, uh, you might have a horse that gets excited. Uh, he comes out of the gate, uh, you know, he flies down the, the stretch the first time and, uh, uh, you know, he just run, runs his race, you know, and, and it's a three eighths pole. You know, he's done. Um, that could happen. Uh, he could get behind a wall of horses. Uh, you know, there's so many things that can happen coming down that stretch going into that first turn. Uh, there's so many ways to ride your horse. Um, a lot of times uh, jockeys will take a horse back, see how the field uh, uh, fans out, as they call it, and, um, and, and just, you know, kind of pick them off one at a time. But you got to have a tremendous horse to do that. you got to have a horse that's, uh, very athletic. You got to have a horse that's uh, uh, really, uh, uh, you know, smart. Uh, you got to have a jockey that can sense pace. Uh, there's just so many things that can happen when they when they break out of that gate. Uh, you just never can tell, you know, what's going to happen. Who's going to take the lead? If there's going to be pace in the race, if they get that speed up front, if there's a slow pace, uh, that can cause a lot of problems for uh, you know horses back in the back. There's just so many things that can happen when they get into that gate. And, and, and you know, going to the gate, you know, you're looking at 150,000 people there at Churchill, and uh, you're looking at a lot of noise. You're looking at, you know, the, the uh, pomp and circumstances, uh, the playing of my old Kentucky home, the crowded paddock, which these horses have never seen before. There's just so many things there that can get this horse, the horse wound up. You know, you just don't know. And when you come out of that tur- tunnel, and believe you me, I've been out of that tunnel. And when they start playing my old Kentucky home and that crowd roars, if you're in the tunnel, you know, that, that really can, that can really shake your horse up because he doesn't know what he's walking to. If you haven't gone into the tunnel, that can shake your horse up because, uh, you know, he doesn't know what he's going into. And if you're out on the track, you got the crowd screaming and hollering and the band playing and, you know, uh, it's just really tough. Um, it's tough when you get ready to go to that gate. And so, um, you know, that's going to be tough. And that's, that's my, my pick, uh, um, you know, uh, how I make my picks. I go through and kind of evaluate where they've been and what they've done and, uh, you know, who the trainers are and how much schooling they got, uh, you know, how much the horses traveled. Uh, I take all those things into consideration is what I do. And so, uh, you know, <laughs> right now, I'm telling you, it could be any one of them. Um, the way I look at it now, if I was going to bet on the race, I'd go bet $2 on each one of them. And chances are that that uh, uh, $2 that you bet on the winner, in which you'd be guaranteed a winner of the 20, is going to pay more than $20 uh, this year. Uh, I just think it's just wide, a wide-open thing uh, that they have, um, you know, with them here. So uh, what I'd like to do is invite everybody to intv.org. Um, uh, to on uh, Monday, uh, they're going to have the Kentucky Derby draw. Uh, it's, a spe- it's a spectacle to behold, and 2022 will be no different. Here's everything you need to know about the post position draw, including start time and how uh, to watch it live online. Um, just uh, take a little bit out and uh, uh, on Monday, 
Uh, you come to intv.org, and you can come and see exactly what all is going on. Uh, it'll be Monday afternoon at 2 o'clock. Um, you come out here, uh, you'll see the Derby draw begins at 2 o'clock on the IEN. Uh, Monday, May 2nd, the draw should take approximately one hour. And we'll also feature the Kentucky Oaks post position draw uh, for that uh, for this coming Friday. Um, the ceremony is held at Churchill Downs. Uh, it's it's a sight to behold. It's exciting. There'll be interview with trainers and jockeys and uh, and owners and everything. Uh, the draw is one of the most uh, uh, eagerly anticipated post position draws in horse racing. Uh, the draw takes place at uh, Churchill Downs and, and features. Uh, all 20 horses competing in the race. One official draw, the name of the horse, uh, while another reveals the post position uh, from which said horse will run. This is done 20 times over and over until the entire draw is completed. And it'll take about 15 minutes to get everybody, you know, up there together. And it has the same thing for the uh, for the Kentucky Oaks uh, that they'll be doing. And uh, that's at two o'clock um, on uh, multiple. Um, outlets, but if you come to uh, intv.org, uh, you'll see it live, uh, like you would on any any other place. So you'll see all the different things that'll be available there, and uh, uh, just kind of go from there and, and see what happens. But you know, the thing that I like the most about the draw is it takes away all the speculation. You, everybody right now, they got the reason, oh, this horse is good, that horse is good, this horse is too light, this one's too, too slow. Well, the Kentucky Derby draw puts it all into perspective. What it does is it just starts defining what horse could win the Derby. If you get an outside post, you might not, you, you know, you might just say, you know, I can't, my horse can't get there. If you get an inside post, and get crowded at the beginning. Uh, there's just so many scenarios. Each post position has its own scenario. Each post position has his jockey's uh, mind what he's going to do and how he's going to race. What if he uh, goes out too fast? What if he comes out too slow? What if he breaks and goes right or left? What if he gets monk? There's just so many things that, from that post position that you draw that can happen. And you got to kind of play those things over in your mind and kind of get ready for it. And Monday gives you a whole six days to uh, decide what you're going to do and how you're going to do it as a jockey, as an owner, and as a trainer. And when it gets down to it, the final determination who wants the Derby is, is your horse. The first time coming down the stretch, that's your horse running. The second time coming down, it's your, it's the sire, it's the dam, and it's all the preparation that went into the race. That's what happens in the Kentucky Derby when they come out of the gate. So join us uh, next week uh, for the International Equine Report. Um, certainly go to our website. Join us every day on our website uh, for uh, Dawn at the Downs and the morning works uh, on our uh, programming. It starts at 7 a.m., on our uh, website, and uh, you can see what's going on in the Derby and uh, uh, what they're doing and how they're doing it. So this is Scott Miller inviting you to continue the journey with us on the way to uh, learning as much as you can about the equine industry via 
our nice website. It connects you with one click to any equestrian event in the world. We'll see you next Thursday at 1 o'clock on BBS Radio.